0: center of the universe, and the
1: Thrive 15.com World Headquarters.
0: Let's go! Presenting the world's only business school without the BS, with optometrist and entrepreneur Dr. Robert Zellner, and the Forest Hall Business Administration Entrepreneur of the Year in your ear, Clay Clark. It's the Thrive Time Show. Three. Boom, boom, boom. Welcome back inside the room, the audio dojo of Mojo Fo show. It's the Thrive Time Show on your radio. My name is Clay Clark. I'm the former SBA Entrepreneur of the Year. And inside the box that rocks today, I am joined with some incredible dudes. Specifically, I'm joined with the founder of the Elephant in the Room Men's Grooming Lounge, Justin Moore.
2: Justin, how are you, my man? I'm doing amazing. appreciate you having me out here today on, on The Thrive Show. Excited to be back, and I uh, hope you guys are having a, a great day. We are rocking. Things
0: are going very, very well. I know Tulsa's excited to learn more about the vast expansion projects going on in, inside the elephant in the room. And now we also have Robert Redmond, a business coach that uh, he literally physically actually does this. He coaches... Business uh, businesses from coast to coast. So he has clients in New York. He has clients in the Midwest, clients right here in Tulsa, clients on the West Coast. Um, Robert, give me kind of a business coaching highlight of the day. You're working with all different kinds of industries. You're working with all different kinds of businesses. Is there, do you have kind of a highlight of the day? Anything awesome that yes, happened? Yes,
3: yes, yes. So uh, it's great to be with these incredible dudes, by the way. I feel, I, I feel honored Who are to be they? on the show. Who are they? Uh, uh, Who well, are well, they? well, you, Justin, and, and most of all, Sam. Oh, Sam. Producer. Sam, how are hey, you, buddy. Sam? How you doing? Oh, he has a microphone now we're, we're letting them talk interesting okay nice. so, okay um, that, that's dangerous yeah so uh highlight from today had, had three really exciting meetings but but the one takeaway from today uh working with uh an exotic tropical uh a pet store in mm-hmm. McAllen Texas McAllen Texas yeah they drove up here for the for the thrive time workshop They drove up here brought their entire team took seven people made the long drive from McAllen and, and if you don't know where McAllen is it's right on the uh, border uh, of mexico uh, next to reynosa mexico whoa so they drove all the way up here and uh unfortunately their store what they do is they literally sell exotic pets so they sell lemurs um they sell scorpions they, they sell puppies as well uh but their niche their unique value proposition is like macaws like that's their specialty macaws yeah it's, it's a parrot and so their store burnt down, unfortunately, in September, and uh, we're trying to plan when we're going to open again, right? So they came here, we started work with them, and uh, there there was some dysfunction around. Oh my gosh, there's all these things that we need to do. Um, <laughs>
4: that, that's we it. have a inside the studio <laughs> the, here. The, I the,
0: wanted to cue the sound effects so Thrivers can know. <laughs> Robert, that's what they sound like. Yeah. Does yeah. it ever get distracting in meetings where they have a macaw in the
3: background? Uh, <laughs> not really. I, I just keep it on my shoulder here. As you can see with me at all times, I'm, I'm, I'm the macaw coach. I'm Coach McCaw. Okay, so anyways, they had a fire, right? They had a fire. They're trying to reopen, and there's a ton of stuff that they need to execute. She doesn't know who do I uh, sign what to, when's it going to get done. So we built this master opening to-do list where we broke down every single action item that needed to be completed for the grand opening, assigned each action item to a specific person on the team, and then assigned a due date a due date and, and it was and it was she said oh my gosh i had never broken it down like this before this is incredible and we were able to uh, uh literally move the needles for her in a big Holy way cow. oh harry Carey's excited bigly it was huge huge okay? it was huge huge now here's
0: the deal thrivers today we are talking about a subject that so many of you have asked us and it is how do you get stuff done that is the question. How do you get stuff done with a group of people? And and somebody should get out an Etch-A-Sketch or a notepad because you're about ready to have knowledge bombs left and right. The entirety of the show, it's going to be this show alone. If you already have a business and you're doing about $200,000 a year of gross revenue – this show will change everything for you. And I know that you listen to this show, uh, not because you want to you hear my incredible voice here, but because you want to grow a business and you want to create that time freedom and financial freedom. And so I'm going to read a notable quotable uh, uh, to you from uh, John D. Rockefeller. And if you're following along in the Boom Book, which you could only do if you bought the Boom Book on Amazon, I'm going to read it to you, but it's on page 111. Here we go. It says, The ability to deal with people, Check that out. The ability to do with people, to deal with people, is as purchasable a commodity as sugar or coffee, and I will pay more for that ability than any other under the sun, John D. Rockefeller. Let me repeat that. This is the world's wealthiest man, the wealthiest man in the history of the world. He says, again, the world's wealthiest man. This is not a guy who is the second wealthiest. Did you realize in today's money? John D. Rockefeller would be worth almost 11 times more than Bill Gates. is. I mean, he's just so crazy wealthy. He says, the ability to deal with people is as purchasable a commodity as sugar or coffee, and I will pay more for that ability than any under uh, than any other under the sun. So, Justin uh, Moore, founder of Elephant in the Room, I'm going to just ask you a whole bunch of rapid-fire hot seat questions. Are you ready? pew,
3: pew, pew, pew. Here, we, right. go. So Here we go. So, Elephant
0: in the Room, um, tell me if this is kind of a fact or fiction. Men of Tulsa are coming in, they're experiencing the elephant in the room for a dollar, and they like it so much that the majority of them are signing up for a membership. Is this true or false? This is true. If you Google Tulsa haircuts, Broken Arrow haircuts, Jinx haircuts, any type of haircuts for men in Tulsa, you come up top and Google. Is this true? That is also true. Okay. And the logo is registered. It's trademarked. No one else can use it. Is this true? Correct. The branding, I mean, you, you sat down and thought about the decor in every shop, right? So in the new downtown location, I mean, describe for the Thrivers what they could experience visually when they go in. If they haven't been in before, what does it look like when you go into
2: the new downtown location? The downtown location, it's got rustic wood, so barn wood, uh, actually 100-year-old barn wood. Awesome. Uh, we, we bring in stone, you know, concrete. Um, we have uh, front desks that are slabs of wood. Uh, we've got um, the the Edison light bulbs, so it, it's got a rustic feel that is inviting for for guys. Um, and uh, you know, we actually have a, our, our first deer head mounted on the wall. So wow. excited about that! Yeah, gonna, oh. gonna start doing that. Oh, and, uh,
0: okay. So deer head. Oh, now here, now check it out. I want to walk you through this because I want to make sure the thrivers are getting this because this is where it gets weird. You're topping Google. You got a great brand. You got a great decor. People like it if every employee who worked for you showed up on time or early and did what they said they were going to do, how much easier would your life be? If everyone just did, I mean, could you imagine a world? Could you imagine a place and a time where people would get to work on
2: time? if that, I don't think I would have a job if that happened. Would you cry? <laughs> I, I, I don't know, but you <laughs> would cry. I, I tell people this though. Seriously, if you're running a business or you're running your life, if you want the best friends and or the best uh, coworkers, best business, if you just say what you'll do in life, you'll be good, right? You'll you, you'll be. Um, the best friend you'll be the best co-worker if you just say what you'll do hey you can help me out move today can you volunteer for this if you just say what you'll do, what you'll do. now if you do 10% more if you over deliver you'll be great so here is an example today
0: that blew my mind with a thrive person who wants to be a coaching client this is a real example there's a Tulsa out there just like you and by the way before I mention a negative thing about a Tulsa out there I want to mention three positive things because I'm that kind of guy right positive Barbie cookies. You Google Tulsa cookies. They're great people. They're top in Google. They're rocking and rolling. Great cookies. They deliver on their promises. Bang. Tulsa Oilers implemented the proven systems we teach them. They doubled their attendance. They set a season record. Have you ever been to an Oilers game before? Imagine five years ago going to an Oilers game with 16,000 people. I mean, they're doers, right? Uh, Steve Currington, top in Google for Tulsa Mortgages, and he's just selling mortgages all day. These are doers. But we have a guy who says, I'm going to meet you today at four o'clock, you know, four o'clock. OK, so for you know, so this is yesterday, but he mm. said, I'll meet you at four mm-hmm. o'clock. And I said, OK, great. Here's how it works. Um, if we consult you, if, we're, if we coach you, uh, you know, Robert, if we work with a business owner. Right. We, we, we are our tyrants. I mean, we say if we're going to be here, at, if we're going to have an appointment at four, you know, you should probably be here at four. You mm-hmm. know? And uh, remarkably, he didn't show up at four. You know, he, he said he was going to be here for. four, but he didn't show up at four. So he texts me about 5:30. Hey, is there any way we could reschedule? Now, what am I doing after five o'clock? I mean, just just throw it out there. Here's, here are the things that I do: I uh, spend time with my kids, I spend time with my wife. I, at that time, I was at, at a Sprouts going to get some uh, avocados. You know, I was getting some avocados, I was getting some asparagus, you know, I was picking up some items. And my phone's off because it's no longer four. See, it's 5:30. Right. So then I wake up, you know, the next morning at like 3 a.m. to get ready for life. And I check, and I got like six missed text messages from this guy. It's like, hey, I've been trying to get a hold of you all night, man. What's going on? But the thing is, I quit caring after, you know, five because. That's when we agreed to meet, you know what I mean? And so he sent me a bunch of texts. I called him today. He says, man, I'm just so so frustrated I couldn't reach you last night. And I said, hey, I don't mean to be a mean guy, but, you know, John D. Rockefeller, and I said these words, John D. Rockefeller said that no man has the right to occupy another man's time unnecessarily, right? And so I'm at a place in my life where if I say I'm going to meet someone at 4, I'll meet him at 4, but then after that I give you like an hour. I was available from 4 to 5, but I'm not available after 5. I just turned my phone off, you know what I'm saying? Right. And he was so offended by the truth. It was just like, oh, my gosh. And so, he said, so you you mean that I'm a prospective customer and you wouldn't answer my phone after five? I said, you know, the thing is, it's kind of crazy, but after five, you know, I'm with my wife. And so I just turn my phone off. And, it, and if you, you know, if you have a hard time being on time, you're just probably not a good fit for me. You know, you're probably not a good, you know, the kind of guy you wouldn't like me. You right, know I mean? right. And it just blows the mind of some people. But and so the, the, the thing we want to think about is imagine you're an NBA player. And the game starts at seven oh five. They always start at a weird time 12.05, mm-hmm. 7.05. Whether you like Des Bryant or not, the Cowboys. Picture this: they always have a game like at twelve oh five. He can't show up at like at one oh five. You understand this? Like he has to be on the field ready to go on time for the radio show. We can't just show up at random times. We have to be here, Justin. For Elephant in the Room and the Men, what, what time does it open every day at Elephant in the Room? What time does it open? Uh, Ten o'clock, Monday through Friday. And what time does it does it close? Seven p.m. And so when you're open at 10 and you end at seven, I mean, if you could get everybody out there on time, I mean, would your life just totally like, I mean, would you improve your life by at least 10% if everyone could just get there on time? Being employment-based, that would be huge. <laughs> <laughs> no traffic, yeah. So here's what we have to do, is we have to realize that if you as a manager, if you are so good at getting stuff done that you've been promoted, T.D. Jakes has a whole uh, sermon on this, but he says, when you get promoted, understand what you just got was problems, because when you get promoted, you're now in charge of people who struggle with basic things like getting to work on time, dressing for success, following the dress code, that kind of thing. So today, today's entire episode is about how do you get your team of people to get stuff done now Robert
3: I have some super negative facts are you ready for these negative facts oh I'm not a big negativity person but I I like facts so so yeah let's hear the negative facts okay so here we go first off
0: if you google the US chamber and employee theft right now just type it into google US chamber employee theft 75% of employees surveyed by the US chamber of commerce admit to stealing repeatedly from the workplace If you were to look up um, employees lying on resumes, over three-quarters of resumes are completely fabricated. At no point are they based on truth. Um, We could go on and on and on about the – Justin, the elephant in the room, have you ever encountered people applying for a job who don't even use their real name or who lie about their their background or the the college they went to?
5: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All all the time. I, I bought my resume from China.
3: See that? Okay, these are are things that... (laughs) And that was the best resume you ever uh, gave us here, Sam. It was a mail order resume.
0: Nice. So here's the deal, Thrivers. I'm telling you this. You could either get really mad uh, and talk a lot about society and culture and how you're going to fix the planet, or you could embrace the soul-sucking reality that most people are not going to be on time unless you have a carrot and a stick... They're not going to follow the dress code unless you have a carrot and a stick. They're not going to do what they're supposed to do unless you hold them accountable. And accountability, whenever you hold someone accountable, it usually causes them to get irritated. So today's entire training, today's entire episode is about how we hold people accountable to get stuff done. Because if Justin wasn't an excellent manager, Elephant in the Room could not be successful. His ideas make sense. His decor makes sense. His marketing makes sense. But he is an excellent manager. Stay tuned to learn more. Thrivetimeshow.com.
6: I'm Ken P. Lott, and I'm from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Professional painting by Ken. Uh, Quite a bit of stuff. Uh, A lot of stuff I know that I needed to do but didn't know how to do it. Uh, Web page, how to hire people, sales, uh, making a schedule, making programs. I mean, just a lot of stuff. I mean, it's overwhelming, but it's good stuff that you can actually put to practice right away. It's a lot different than I expected. Uh, been to different workshops, and uh, you're just waiting for the sales punch, you know, and they give you ideas and stuff, but it's always 10 years down the road when you can actually apply the stuff that they're trying to promote, and this is not like that at all. It's very ground level, help you start a business and maintain and grow a bigger business. I like it a lot because he makes you feel comfortable makes you laugh, so it opens you up to receive and hear better, uh, this is great. It's a lot of interaction, you, you can ask him questions, you can help, he can, I mean if you don't understand something, he can explain it more, so it's very, very helpful, I mean it's, they're missing a lot, because uh, a lot of businesses uh, probably do some of the steps that he's teaching, but. There's so much they can learn and easy steps that they'll grow their business even better. It's not like any other workshop I've ever been to. Um, It's very laid back and a lot of information and it's a comfortable setting. It's it's awesome. It's a really good, good experience.
2: and he talked to me he told me everything that's good and bad about my history but he said that you are you
0: all right, Thrive Nation. Welcome back to the Thrive Time show on your radio. And if you are serious about your future, see there's a lot of people who all love to talk about the past. They're like, "In the 80s, man, it was awesome. I had a big button on my every single denim jacket I had. I wore Converse shoes. I went roller skating every night. It was awesome." And then you they talk about high school or college, but if you're somebody who believes that the future could be better than the past, whoa, you're a sick freak, you're weird, people don't think that way. I mean, Robert, you deal with coaching clients every day. You work with them, these crazy people called thrivers who have a business who believe that this year could be better than last year. Yeah. But that's not a normal thing. From your perspective, having been on the planet here for a while, why do you feel like most people always talk
3: about the past and how great the past was and not how great the future could be? I think because the past is is tangible. It is something that's happened. And sometimes it's a little bit more difficult to have the creativity to, to imagine the possibilities on a blank slate. Right. So, so as you think about your, your team right now and you think
0: about why, why can't they show up on time? Why can't they not follow the handbook? Why can they not just do their job? You, my friend, could be stuck in the past. But what we're going to talk to you about today is how in the future you could become a very effective manager. And I never blame the employees for not doing their job. I always have to blame myself Because as a manager, ultimately, it's my job. I mean, at Elephant in the Room, I'll just give you an example. When a person comes in for their $1 haircut, right now we have so many people coming in every single day for their $1 first haircut. And they're always skeptical. They're always coming in going, is it really good? I don't know. I've heard about it on the radio. I've seen the mailer. I saw the print piece. I saw the website. Okay, okay. And they'll call and say something like, yeah, I was calling about scheduling my first haircut. I've never been there before. What's that What's it all include? And they come in with much doubt, much fear. And we've found that over three quarters of the people who come in for their first haircut sign up for a membership because they love it. But if I can't teach other people to do the system right, mm-hmm. then it won't work. And so here is what Lee Cockerell, the, the guy who used to manage Walt Disney World, would say to you. This is his advice. He says, one of the first and maybe most important parts of a good time management system is to take the time every single day to plan the day. Oh, you must plan your day just like you plan your vacation. You would not wake up in the morning and go on vacation without a plan and driving without a map. Don't head off every morning with no plan. With no map, you will not get where you want to go, and with no plan, you may not even know where you want to go. This simply means that you need to take anywhere to 30 minutes to a few minutes every day, every day, every day. So, Justin, Lee Cockrell saying we need to take time out every day to plan our schedule, plan our life. And as an employee, you know, when you work somewhere, you don't really have to plan your day. You just show up and someone tells you what to do. As Elephant in the Room has grown, you've had to block out more and more time for strategic planning, you know, the call center, the website, development, new products. Can you talk to me about maybe the struggles of learning to be proactive about planning while keeping up with the daily demands of a growing business? Because a growing business, I mean, there's so many demands. How do you balance it? How are you
2: getting better? What are
0: some things you've learned along the way?
2: So early on in year one and two and into year three, the demand was for me to be in the shop because I, I was that tool. I, I was a guy scheduling. I was cutting hair. I was, um, sign up memberships, selling products, training people, educating people. So it all went through me. And so, the day itself would create its own to-do list, and so I'd have to get up super early or super late to get anything done or get ahead. Um, but as as I grew, I had to rely on other people, um, and so now it's more I'm out of the shops a whole lot, but it's it's more following up with managers and then making sure that they are holding people accountable to their to-do list and they're staying on task, and it's. Um, verifying and checking, inspecting that, that they did their tasks and their, and their jobs, because it's, it's too big for one person now.
0: What kind of stuff, though, would happen and fill your schedule every day if you weren't intentional? Because you wake up every day and you get text messages, you get emails from employees, customers. I mean, there's got to be just, I mean, what kind of stuff could fill your day every single day and you would never get ahead, you would never be proactive, you would never grow, you would never franchise? What kind of stuff could just fill your day if you're not proactive?
2: Well, you've got the, the, now we're so big nut we have someone, their car's broken down, someone's sick, their kid's sick. Every day. Their family member's sick um they're they're depressed they um running late um they you know took some medication and now they're sick but that was you know this is one day now we're talking about this is one day this is one day so um it's my birthday but you you got to decide and plan for those things and you can't let it wreck you or ruin you and then you have to just focus on what you can control and then learn from that so the perspective always go back to me but the amazing thing is this because it will drive you crazy at some point the technology we have now the phones you mentioned phones um, there's an amazing setting. I have an iPhone that it can go to do not disturb or sleep <laughs> mode. So that chimes in for me about five o'clock. So I actually had this gentleman who actually owes me money that I'd, I'd been reaching out to him. And um, he said, weird thing in a text message. And I said, your phone kept on going to voicemail, you know. Um, but I, it was, I was undisturbed that night. I had an amazing night of just I was focused on whatever I was doing, whether it be dinner, hanging out with family. And work was nowhere on my mind, which I love work, but I want to be productive in what I'm doing and focus on 100%.
0: So, Thrivers, here are the three action steps you need to take. And, Robert, I want you to kind of break them down for us, okay? On page 113 of the Boom Book, you got to decide when your daily meta time will be. Okay, you're meta, meaning you plan your day. You're working above. From the Greek word above, that means meta. The Greek word meta means above. You're working above your day. You're like hovering over yourself, planning your day. And then where Will you do your meta time? I mean, where? And then what do you need to have with you to make it productive? I mean, you gotta have like a pen, paper, computer. Robert, you work with a lot of business owners who are very, very busy all the time. And busyness could get in the way of business. Walk us through this the, the three steps here. Why is it so important
3: that you block out time for meta time daily? So if you do not block out time, it'll not happen. Woo! If if you don't schedule it, if you don't put it in the calendar, if you don't physically write it, if you don't digitally put it there, it, it, it will not happen. So you got to uh, focus on, when am I going to do my meta time? But every day is different. It's so hard for me to plan. Then you got to plan a time that that can be consistent, where everything else in the world it's stops. It's never consistent. Every day is a different day. Yeah, some Somewhere written written on the walls, a uh, uh, Clay has been writing uh, uh, all over the walls of our Thrive 15 World Headquarters, mm. and and I, I think it might be in the bathroom uh, or, or right outside the bathroom or, or, or somewhere near the box that rocks, it, it says uh, there's a lot less distractions at 3 a.m., 4 a.m., 5 a.m., 10 p.m., 11 p.m. Yes. And and, and so, those times, you got to find a, a time consistently that you can dedicate towards your, your meta time and, and then actually schedule it. If you don't do this, you're going to find yourself at a very, very
0: bad Spot where you're just reacting, your to do list is 12 pages long, you're overwhelmed, your email has a thousand emails. You've got to find a way to get ahead, and it starts with
3: scheduling a specific time for that. Second, where? Why is it so important to nail down where you're going to be doing this? You have uh, so, so I actually have had to personally experiment with where my meta time will be. Same here, right? I uh, uh, tried uh, the kitchen table, tried uh, the family room, I find my office. Right, where it's really dark and I can put on headphones, listen to music, nice. uh, maybe have a lamp going, and I can just totally Ooh. get focused. You want to be able to have an environment where you can hone in and get totally focused and be productive.
0: Now, when we come back here, Dr. Z is going to be breaking down how you can become the most effective manager on the planet. There's never been a man more effective at managing the human race than Dr. Zellner, or at least he's in the top 10 or top 20 or top 22 or top 21. Or top 23. He's right in that zone right there. Stay tuned. We're talking more about effective management. We come back on the Thrive Time Show on your radio, thrivetimeshow.com. Check, check, check it out.
7: My name is Nikki Warren, and I'm from Tulsa, Oklahoma. The name of my business is The Mocha Butterfly, and I'm a fashion designer. I heard about the Thrive Time business workshops through a dear friend of mine. And I got a chance to meet with Clay and Dr. Z, and uh, as I talked to them a little bit more, uh, I loved what they were doing, and it just made me, you know, more intrigued because I really wanted to grow my business. Well, what I've learned is that uh, for for my business in particular, uh, marketing is needing to be, you know, getting. I need to step it up a lot more, and and the. Uh, Just focusing in on some key things to get that really going is gonna really get me where I wanna go with my goals. I think it's fun. It's a fun atmosphere, uh, which most business oriented, you know, I'm an artistic, you know, artsy person and I tend to lose interest very quickly if I don't have something to keep me engaged. And you know, the humor, the real life experience um, and the casualness of it is just really engaging for me and it's just very relatable. And so for me, I am having a, a, a ball. Like I was so excited to come yesterday. I was had, I had butterflies, literally, <laughs> butterflies in my stomach and uh, I'm just really excited to be here. Well, uh, it's an interesting place, it's got a lot of uh, words of affirmation and quotes and things like that very positive environment. Um, the people here are very nice and friendly and I love the way the uh, room is set up. it's very open space type of a model and um, like I said it's, it's a it's more of a casual environment it's not stuffy and professional you know like it's professional but it's not stuffy professional there is a difference. And so it's very warm and inviting here. Love the teaching style, love the presentation, uh, very organized and easy to follow. Um, And like I said, the real life experience and the humor just adds that much more to it. I know people who go to different workshops and you know, I, I don't, I'm not sure if they're grasping all of what's being presented there, but I am almost 100% sure that if they come to a workshop like this one, they will get some great golden information that's gonna help them meet their goals if they're willing to apply what they hear. There's no upselling here, um, which I, that wasn't really a big concern for me. But if for if I were talking to someone who's very concerned about upselling, I would tell them that they have no worries here, and that like I, you know, I think that this uh, environment is very relaxed, inviting, warm, and engaging. And so even it it does actually makes you wonder like what else what else is there. I won't lie about that. Uh, so it's kind of more of an independent intrigue rather than someone pushing you into the intrigue of what else is offered. Um, I recommend coming to this workshop because it is uh, intimate, an intimate setting, uh, great people, I've met some really cool people doing some cool businesses, and the teaching style and the presentation is awesome.
0: This just in, the aura of the box that rocks has changed. There's a new mojo. There's a new sheriff in town. There is the man with the plan, Tulsa's optometrist turned tycoon. Now the Daniel Boone of entrepreneurship, exploring vast
1: new spaces and places. It's Dr. Robert Zona. Hello, Thrivers and Thrive Nation across this vast nation. In fact, across the world. In fact, it crossed the universe. This just in, we just picked up a guy just prescribed, uh, just uh, uh, got on our podcast. What, what do they do? They subscribe to it, right? Yeah, we have a subscribe.
0: guy from, 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 was it, was it yeah, from, Romulan? No,
1: no, no. Yeah, no, it was from Mars. It was actually Mars. It was a, so we're we're calling him a Martian is the category we got him in. And I don't know if, if it's the right thing, gender. I don't know if it's what the gender thing is up there, so... He I don't want to be. Affi- I don't want to be offensive. <laughs> so weird. I say he just in the you know just in kind of the saying I don't know saying so he keeps in t- default t- he's default to that he yeah. keeps
5: telling me that he's the god of thunder. I don't I don't I don't know what that means.
0: You know Z in the future where the world will be so um, ahead of its time that you know now it, it, you know we have the, the, the transgender bathrooms that are starting to break out everywhere. In the future, yeah. people don't have any races, any 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 genders. It's really just a nebulous society of of alien beings, and so. It it, it could, I mean, we we might have found our niche there by reaching out to the Martians who are transgender. Well, I mean, it could be just a
1: a whole (laughs) scam by Elon Musk who wants to get us all to Mars by 2025 or something anyway. He could have just, he could have jacked the thing and made it look like now we have a big, vast population of podcasters up in in Mars. I I don't mean, I don't know. Now, Now,
0: Zohan, we're talking today about management and execution here, management and execution. So specifically what we're getting into is how do you hold people accountable to get them to do their job, you know, John D. Rockefeller has given us, given us this notable quote. It says, "The ability to deal with people is as purchasable a commodity as sugar or coffee, and I will pay more for that than any other under the sun." So, Z, I want to ask you this: as you're as you're looking at this, I'll pass this down here for you, page one eleven of the Boom Book. If you're look if you're looking at that quote there, and you're kind of marinating on that, little John D. Ma- John D. Rockefeller, marinated. I mean, he had thousands of employees. Great guy. How do you 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 have hundreds of employees? How do you get the teammates on your team to get something done when the average person can't get them to get something done?
1: Well, the way you execute is you is you execute one every now and then. Okay, so wait 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 wait. The way that you execute <laughs> is to execute <laughs> <laughs> profound. Uh, Unbelievable. So you're are, I love it when Jack Welch says a good public hanging just really inspires the team, you know. Okay, so oh. walk me
0: through so let just use an example, okay? Cuz how many people Work at the auto auction, approximately. You know, a couple hundred. Okay, so the auction is a couple hundred humans, and um, let's just say that I work in maintenance. Okay, that's my job. Oh gosh. And uh, people in maintenance don't sound like hillbillies, but I'm going to sound like a hillbilly to make this Cause segment because
1: you're kind of like a hillbilly.
0: Yeah, well, I want to make it more a little more a little more fun for the thrivers, you know. So here we go, here we go. So, so you're following up with me about whether I maintained a vehicle before the auction, whether I detailed it, etc. And here it is. Well, man, I, I tell you what, I, I was going, I was going to, but w- what happened was, um, <laughs> we was, I uh, we was, we, you know, my phone we got disconnected, and my my daughter, you know, she's got a, a ballet, you know, uh, this weekend, and uh, I I was just got caught up, you know, and so I just I just want to let you know I, I'm needing to leave early today, you know, overall basically,
1: over overall basically, yeah. Well, what you're saying is is that you are trying to be a. Um, a D-level employee. You know, you have your A employees, which are just awesome and great, and those are easily recognizable. You know, they show up on time. They do more than what they're supposed to. Are saying D, great? They're bright and pleasant, and they're actually, you know, a joy to work with. And you're like, I need more of those, right? So you're, then you have the, you're saying I'm a D? Well, you're, you're, you're trying to, I know you're trying to portray a D, uh, level player, I can tell by okay. the accent and by the fact that you're. <laughs> the <laughs> the it, it Threw me off a little bit that your daughter you'd be a redneck and your daughter would be in ballet. That you'd actually call, know that it was ballet. Yep. That that kind well, of we call it, me we a call it bit. ballet.
0: But basically, what happens is she just puts on a little dress and we just we play on some country music and she runs around and then I yell Yee Haw and that's what we call it ballet. We call we
1: call, it, <laughs> we call that ballet. So the thing about it is, is that what I what I meant by that, um, it sounds a little mean. But what happens in business, if you see somebody, and everybody sees everybody, by the way, right? And if you don't do something about it, if you just look the other way, then people go, oh, I guess that's the new norm. I guess, you know, the A-level players don't want to play there because they're kind of like, well, you're, you're letting these B and C and D level people. In other words, these guys that aren't working very hard, they're showing up late and you're not reprimanding them. They're not doing their job and you're not, you're looking the other way. They are They're sass talking their bad attitude. And you're just kind of shrugging your shoulders going, well, you know, but mechanics are hard to find. So, scenario, it's hard to find good people. So scenario so, whatever, one, you know.
0: two and three, well, scenario one, someone doesn't wear their uniform. How do you respond? I mean, obviously you have people now that manage people for you. But right. Back in the day when you were managing people, they, they show up to work out of uniform. It's a very busy day at the optometry clinic. How do you
1: deal with it? When do you deal with it? What, what, how do you do it? Well, you, you, you pick your fights whenever you want to pick your fights, you know, and you pick your fights correctly. So in other words, if someone comes in and they're, they're not following dress code and we're real busy, I mean, I'm the fool to say, okay, you go home right now and change your clothes and come back. All of a sudden, now I lose them for two hours and we're having, everybody else is having to work harder. You sit them down at the end of the day and say, "Listen, this is unacceptable. Don't let that happen again." And then you put up with it as long as you want to put up with it. And then, you know. And mm-hmm. then what you do is you say, "Listen, if I'm going to whack you, if I'm going to fire you, if I'm going to replace you, if I'm going to elevate you to customer status, nice. This is a nice way of saying it, right? So, then what I'm going to do is I'm going to make sure that it's going to be what's best for the business. I'm going to hire what? some. What's th- the filter is what is best for your business? question
0: number two then this is what happens is it people say hypocrisy they go see you're letting her get away with it so let's go to a situation again we'll go in the optometry clinic somebody doesn't wear their uniform but it's not a convenient time for you they to fire buck, are them. they just
1: like butt naked I mean are they just
0: you have a completely nude man <laughs> coming coming to to her, work. No. Coming on to work. time on time on time yeah. on time oh, well, <laughs> on time then you got no, you have your number one salesperson at the optometry clinic hypothetically not your business obviously but they they, they they, they this person is perpetually not following the dress code, but they are your top performer in terms of sales, Um, if someone comes up to you and says, hey, you let this person get away with it, but you don't, but you don't let me get away with it. How do you respond to those kind of internal where they you know employee accuses you of, of of hypocrisy, of not, you know, living up to your own standards, you know, that kind of
1: thing. Well, you have to. You have to hold yourself to it because if you don't then you have just chaos and you don't you can't control the all the cats that work for you. You know, it's all about cat hurting, right? At some point. And so that's that's what I was that's yeah. the point I was trying to <laughs> I was trying to get at is that if they see you allow other people to do it. And then they do it, and you get onto them. Then it's not—it's not a sustainable system. You've got to—you've got to set the rules, and then you've got to have the people follow the rules. And if they don't, then you've got to fire them. You've got to let them move on down the road because, you know, people change seldom. And whenever you get an employee that's habitually late, and they always have a different excuse every time they're late, but yet they're a really good salesperson. It's worse for the team for you to put up with that and say, okay, well, 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 you can, what I'm telling you is this, is that when you're here, if you make enough ups, if you do enough sales, if you, if you sell just enough stuff, then you basically can do your own rules on when you come and go. And then you just have anarchy. There you, you go. Have, you have anarchy.
0: So I want to ask you, Justin, you obviously manage now there's 80 some odd people at elephant in the room. What's a management question that you have for Z where you're like, okay, how do I deal with this situation? But I mean, when's one where you go, man, this happens all the freaking time. What's what's one of those moves? That you have a big question you have for the Zolhan, the management expert. What you, you have a big one?
2: Yeah, yeah. One for the air, off air? Is this, no, no, no,
1: you can ask it now, and then when we come back, I'll
2: answer it. How's that? So, sounds good. I'll, we'll uh, I'll cue it up as soon as we get back.
0: Okay, we come back. We're gonna get the super question coming in hot. Ooh, I can hardly wait. From it's the founder t- of the tingly. elephant I in the feel, room. I feel tingly. It's gonna it's gonna be epic. Oof. It's gonna be a throwdown. You're gonna be put. You're gonna be mm. painted into a corner with a mm. question you're not ready for. The <laughs> hot seat. The hot seat. Ooh, this better he?
3: be a good question.
4: <laughs> My name is O'Neal Bent, and I'm from Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. I first heard about the uh, Business Workshops through my wife Sherita Bent and uh, I learned a lot more from her and also got follow-up calls from different members of the organization. Some of the things I've learned uh, about starting my business through Thrive is uh, making sure I'm spending my money on the things I need to spend it on. For instance, uh, like my search engine optimization, uh, my marketing, I'm constantly reviewing the content that I have on my website, and um, that's just a few of the things. The overall experience I've had from the Thrive Time workshop has been uh, wonderful. I love how uh, everything that we learn is practical. It's not based off of book knowledge. It's not based off of uh, someone else's ideas. It's based off things that have actually worked and uh, have been tried and true. When you walk in, I mean, we came into a smell of wood burning. there's a chimney outside so I, we walk to the building and when you get inside, you almost feel like there's, like a, I, I don't know if it's, it's like a pub slash club slash work environment, it, it just feels really good. You have music blaring, uh, friendly faces, people say hello and then when you sit down in your seat, you have uh, nice uh, comfortable chairs, a wooden desk to work on um, and everything looks modern. So it's a, it's a really refreshing feeling. Clay's uh, presentation and, and teaching style is very um, efficient, effective. It's also endearing, though, because he's he's very comical. He'll talk about different things he's been through, um, and they're all very funny. But he also hits the exact points he needs to hit the right time. Um, you never feel like, man, is he ever going to stop talking? You always want to keep listening. And then when it's a bathroom break time, you're surprised it's already there. So um, I like how. He talks about these practical experiences and uh, it's very enjoyable. The interaction of the workshop is is mostly uh, Clay will will give you information that you need to know but then he also opens it up for questions so there's always this um, question and response type of situation and then there's certain things where um, he'll direct you to do things and it's because he knows that's the way to go. You might question it, but I highly encourage you just to listen and do. And to jump into a business and think that you know everything is um, the most prideful, arrogant thing you could ever do, but to come here and to speak to someone who's already done this many times, has directed several businesses, and can give you wisdom and, and information, I think it's, it's wonderful. And I think uh, you, you can never do anything on your own. You have to have other people around you to help you, and he's definitely helpful. The experience I've ex- I've had at coming to Thrive Time uh, workshops is I was never upsold anything. I mean, I come in, they do exactly what they say they're going to do, and they leave it up to you to follow up and do the work. And uh, I think that's the way it should be. So it's very straightforward and they do what they say. I recommend that everybody should, should check out Thrive Time workshop because there's so much knowledge and information there that you can use to help you run your business. And like I said before, I, I don't think you can do anything completely on your own. And when you have so much um, resource and knowledge in one area, you can use all of that and, and get exactly what you need.
0: Welcome back to The Thrive Time Show on your radio, coming in hot. It is the radio show that's all about you. You know, there's a lot of shows where we talk about you know, There's a lot of shows out there where you talk about politics and what's going on over here, what's going on with this team, what's going on with that team, what's going on with this political party. But this show's all about you, how you can grow your personal time freedom and financial freedom. And so what happens is you go out there and you get crazy enough to start your own business. So the first struggle is you got to come up with a product or a service that people actually like. I mean, that's a hard thing. I mean, develop a product or service that people like, that they want to pay for, a solution they're willing to pay for. Then the next area is, okay, now you got to sell the thing, right? Now once you sell enough stuff where you're finally able to get ahead, now you got to hire other people and get them to do the thing that you've been working on for three years to get, you know, you've worked so hard to make something that people actually want to buy. And now you're saying, it's so easy. If someone would just follow the system, it'd be so easy. And you just want to hit your head with a stapler because you can't get your teammates to get something done. And you start to feel like, am I a moron? Or am I the only person who's managing people that don't want to do their job? What is wrong? So Justin over here, he's the founder of the elephant in the room. I want to tee it up, Justin, because you have a great company. Things are growing over there. Elephant in the room, very close to franchising. Great things are happening. What management questions do you have for for Z? Because because this guy is is the super manager. He's like the Superman of management.
2: Yeah. So my question is this: so um, for all you entrepreneurs, uh, you're starting a business. Maybe you've been in business for a while. Um, there's different levels. So ultimately, I remember when I started out, elephant in the room, I was in the shop every single day. Um, now, it, it's seldom that I'm in the shops, I've got managers in place, I'm looking for growth, I'm looking for properties, um, uh, looking to do build-outs. So, Doc, Dr. Z, um, with the mindset of, you don't spend too much, I, I guarantee you're probably not at your auto auction cleaning the cars, All right? Yeah, Pr- I'm, Probably correct, not. Correct, <laughs> correct. You don't spend the time in the shop. So, for someone that is in a business, they've been successful now, they've got three, four years under their belt, and they've got some managers in place and they're wanting to control their to-do list. That's what we're talking about. And okay. prioritizing their time, get the most management out of um, their people. What do you do as far as your one, your employees access to you? Cause now you have several businesses, right? And who has access to you? And when do they have access to you? And do you pretty much just hand it all over to them and pretty much you're advising them on how to manage and how to lead at this point? Oof. And they're managing and leading your assets or Uh, Because you don't want to step on people's toes. So walk me through your daily schedule and who has access to and what that looks like. It's via email, text, calls, and ultimately your your management leadership style from not being in your shops. Wow.
1: You went to the Clay Clark School of Asking a Question. That's
2: the first one. I got one after that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You're like, okay, I got a 12-part question. And I'm gonna make random comments throughout <laughs> it too. So what do you, what, 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 you a sub- what do you eat for breakfast? What, what's yeah. I, <laughs> Well, uh, the bigger the bigger issue is, and I think the most important question you asked out of that whole question <laughs> chain was who has access to you? Because that, my friend, is one of the keys of this whole thing. You see, you start a business and then you work like heck to get that thing up and going. I like it when Clay does the analogy. It's like the rocket going up in space. At first, there's a lot of energy, a lot of time, just a lot of, a lot of power. And then, and then as it goes up and those engines fall off, it takes less. When you're finally up in space, it just takes a little thruster. Houston, we need coffee.
0: Houston,
6: we need coffee. Uh, just all, just oh, thruster
1: over here. Uh, thank you. Uh, Houston, we need a thruster. Thank you. And and then then it just kind of goes on its own. Okay. So at the different stages when those engines are firing off and you're going up into orbit, you know, you're working, like I said, working like heck. And then finally, when you get up there and you just need a little thruster, part of what you've worked so hard for is time freedom.
0: Oh, come okay? on now.
1: And part of what you've worked so hard for is financial freedom, right? Mm-hmm. So those are the two things we're here to help coach you up. You're listening out there going, I want to start a business. I know we do about 57% of you do according to Forbes. And so you follow our steps and you do it you help, you let us help you by coaching you. So you get up there and now all of a sudden all these people want to get to you. Right? Everybody wants some everybody's got a question. Everybody knows you're the boss and hey, you Dr. know Z,
0: I'm I just gonna go through your voicemails. Myself. I'm gonna go I'm gonna dig through your voicemails real quick, okay? <laughs> Hey, hey, Dr. Z, um, I wanted to see if you could uh, come out to the awards banquet. The chamber, we're having a big uh, boop. Hey, uh, Dr. Z, this is, I'm um, calling on behalf of the uh, local community college. I want to see if you could speak. Boop. Hey, Dr. Z, this is Craig. I want to see if you wanted to invest in that uh, new widget I've been working on. Boop. Hey, Dr. Z, I have a huge issue with you putting that Bridenstine sign on the side of your building. Boop. Hey, Dr. Z, I have a
1: personal issue. Boop.
0: And it just goes on and on and, <laughs> on, 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 and on. and on and on.
1: So what you do is you limit it. You don't. If, if you've got two hands, you have to just hold up your two hands. <laughs> See those fingers? There should never be more than that many people that have like j- just direct access to you, okay? And I know your your business is going to grow and get really big, but you get more than say a dozen. Um, and right now, you probably should be on one hand. And those managers are the only ones. If anybody tries to get to you, that's below one of those people, one of your managers. So you have, you know, a handful of people that are that are your right hands that manage each store, that manage maybe a district manager, maybe a regional. I'm not sure exactly you have it set up right now. Those are the ones that have direct access to you.
0: Now, this is huge, but real quick, I want to interrupt because I want to make sure we're not missing the thing here, okay? Okay, okay. So we have, uh, uh, this is a song right here that this sounds like the way a lot of people manage. You're at like a party, and everyone can reach you. Everyone can reach you. Everyone can hey, reach Hey, I'm hey, i it's okay to see you. I cannot feel my face. This beer is great. Do you have the drums? <laughs> well, and you're just, you're trying to manage a business with perpetual distraction.
7: Broadcasting live from the center of the universe. You're listening I mean, to the Thrive Time Show.
0: There's tons of text messages, Facebook messages coming in 90 miles an hour. Z, help me get out of that if that's
1: my normal. Well what you do and then do you you when the, someone reaches out to you say listen have you gone through your manager when that have you gone through your supervisor? And then you just you push them back into that to the appropriate way because you what you do is you have a an org chart org chart for your organization. And not everybody that's on that chart has direct access to you. And you have to make sure that it goes to the proper channels. Otherwise, you will go crazy and your brain will explode because you now have what? 100 people at the elephant in the room? 60, 50, 100?
2: Yeah, we're up up close to 80.
1: Okay, so 80 people. So if yet 80 people had your digits, 80 people could call you at any time with a question. Hey man, this guy—he said he wanted a frohawk, and I, you know, I kind of did it, but a little bit. But I think he wants it more. Is that okay, bro? You know, I mean, bro, I
0: wanted to talk to you about a perm I was thinking about getting,
1: bro. Hey, bro, man, we need some more of this from wax stuff. I was just going—I was going to take the initiative and get it, but I was just going to check with you bro, first, bro. on Facebook,
2: it's like you guys are scamming people. So it, it's, it's like that point it's point where them. you walk in the shop now, and it's like, hey, you got a second? You got a minute? You got it? But I, I've oh. got—I've got real quick. I got this new manager I put in. He's—he's he's awesome right, guy. Right. He, he wants to take the initiative, right? And. And so I tell people, I tell my managers, take more upon yourself, all that stuff, so um, it, it, I think it was on close to the weekend or something, and I noticed on my personal account, he says he's gonna run the bank to get some change, on my personal account, I noticed a nice little deposit in there, and I'm like, well, I don't remember going making a cash deposit, and so I followed with him over the weekend, and he took it upon himself just to run down to the, the my personal bank, which I don't have my accounts with, and deposited the shop's <laughs> Money into your personal account, <laughs> and I said, hey. "Oh no!" And he said, "Well, there was there was two accounts. They said you had your name on, so I just guessed one of them." <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, exactly. But the guy's trying to take the initiative. Well, listen, it, 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 you're going to have mistakes. I uh, had a
1: manager one time. I found out later that he was writing letters on my behest and signing my name to them, forging my name on random letters to patients that had complaints. And he was typing out these long letters to them from me and oh, signing no. my name. And I, oh. I pulled him to the side and I said, bro, uh, is this true that you do this? He goes, oh, yeah, I was man, I was just taking initiative, bro. I was just, you know, hey, I'm, I'm showing you I'm, I'm, the, I'm a next I, level guy.
0: I am so sorry that I did this, Z. I continue to violate our, our trust um, by miking you all of the time. Oh, no. Oh but no. when well, you, you were explaining to somebody a very basic concept, and they got hung up. And this is I have audio of what they said to you. I'm just going to play the audio, because it was a very confusing conversation. So you, you said, hey, you know, this is what you need to do, and this is what he said in response. What?
5: You're saying it weird. Saying
8: what weird? What, what, what? All of it.
3: Where do you get
8: off? I just don't get why you're saying it that way.
3: Why I'm saying what what way?
8: Forget it. Forget I will.
9: I will
8: forget it. I mean, it's just sometimes you're dealing
0: with people and you realize they're great people. They just misunderstood. And this is one thing I have found about delegating. And we come back, I want Z to break it down. There's abdication. Abdication is where back in the day, if you were a king, And your castle was going to be taken over by the bad guys. You would go, "Hey, Robert, Robert, I've always been wanting to make you a king." And so you just wear this little hat. It's your lucky lucky day. day. Just (laughs) put it on. And when they show up, and there's going to be thousands of them, you just hold the line, baby. Hold the line. And I'll be back in the back. And then I basically denounce my throne. I say I no longer care. I abdicate. That's different from delegating. Delegating is where I actually say, "Hey, Robert, this is what needs to be done." Here are the details. Do you have any questions? And we follow up. And so we're going to get into the difference between delegation and abdication because Z is very, very good at one, limiting the access of the people who limiting uh, the the people who have access to him. But he's also very good at delegating. And I've watched him do that. And I'd like for you, Z, to break down how that looks because break it down. Justin's asking some really big questions here that I know there's thousands of people who want to know the answers to the same questions. And then Robert is going to pelt you with additional oh, management and delegation
1: questions. The pelting questions. will begin. Mm. A Redmond pelting. A Redmond pelting. A Redmond That's, pelting.
3: It's not your first pelters. Redmond pelting. It's not.
1: It's not my. <laughs> and probably won't be my last. Stay tuned. ThriveTimeShow.com.
5: I'm Sam Parker.
10: Okay. I'm Karina Parker.
0: And
5: we live here in
11: town. Um, we're looking to be in like the food industry. Thrive Time workshops, we've learned about advertising and what we need to do to get our name out there, what we need to do to get to the top of Google, you know, the necessary steps that we need to take right now to get to where we want to be.
5: The Thrive Time workshop experience is is really um, encouraging and it's it's great hands-on information and stuff that we can relate to because we're able to talk to people here that are going through the same stuff that we are.
11: There's motivation everywhere you don't feel motivated, then something's wrong with you because very it's upbeat. all over the walls. Yeah. Uh,
5: he's very funny, uh, like a comedian, but at the same time, he wants you to learn. And so if you have any questions, he's willing to help you and uh, talk you through anything, any questions that you have at the same time making it fun and encouraging for you.
11: He's also very candid. He doesn't hold anything back that most people are like, ooh, maybe I shouldn't say that because it's offensive. Yeah, you can (laughs) tell he's being real. He doesn't care about offending people. Yeah,
8: he just wants to help you.
11: (laughs) So I heard an advertisement that said to leave your wallet at home, and I mean, that's what it's been the whole time. It hasn't been like, oh, make sure you stop by our table in the back and buy 10 books and sign up for a two-year subscription with us. It was just like, hey, you know, What we do offer, there wasn't pressure, and it's a month-to-month thing. It's not like you're signing your life away.
0: All right, welcome back to The Thrive Time Show. On your radio, the business coaching dojo of Mojo. If you've ever wanted to learn how to start or grow a successful business, you have found business school without the BS. And yes, the guy next to me... Well, it is always ecstasy when he is next to me. It
1: is Doctor Z, <laughs> sir. How are you? I am fantastic. I tell you what, you, you know what? Chicken. Butt? I don't. If you, if you just turned into the show this last few days, we've been. I've been talking about a bucket list item, and I would encourage you out there listening right now if you don't have a bucket list you need to get a bucket list add to that bucket list check things off that bucket list and and be active with your bucket list and bucket list really means the things that you want to do in your lifetime at some point right before you kick the bucket before you kick the bucket that's right now one of the things that i have for whatever reason i've gotten to my into my cranium into my mm. brainium yes and that is back in the day when you owned that big successful dj company and your wife worked for me and you guys DJed some of our parties I thought, man, that looks fun. And I, then I got, my, I got my little feelers hurt because I realized that you never once, never once asked me to DJ an event, ever. I mean, cool. not even like a little uh, sweet 16 birthday party in the backyard of someone's <laughs> house. I well, mean,
0: first off, this is what was going on. This is about the time frame when I DJed for your holiday parties. We're playing the Humpty Dance up there at the 60th oh, yeah. floor of the Cityplex just oh, to yeah. kind of set the scene. Oh, yeah. He's got hundreds of employees. And I'm just thankful that I have a job. I'm just thinking, if I got one more show, baby, I can pay that rent. Oh, come on now. And I'm bringing the energy. I'm bringing the funk. And Dr. Z, he's just like the king of his castle. And I'm just trying not to hassle him. And then over time, we got to be buddies. We got to be friends. And I'm just hoping I'm hoping he doesn't fire me or his or my wife. We're both dependent on him. You know what I'm saying? We're both like he's paying my wife. He's paying me. And then all of a sudden, one day, I look up and we're we're business partners and it's like the honor of my life to work with this guy i've looked up to him for a long time and at no point did i think that he would want to come down off of mount awesome at the at the top of your castle to, to dj a show because djing i mean i mean some people have said that if you want to be a carny if you apply for a carnival at a you know you, you really want to work there and you uh-huh. say you go to the german american festival people and you say hey I would like to work here as a carny. I want to run the big Ferris wheel, and they go. Uh, looking at your resume, you don't have what it takes. You should become a DJ. It's usually a lot of people feel like a DJ is one step under a carny, and you here are coming. You're telling me you want you you now want
1: to become a disc jockey. Here's here's what we're gonna do. If you email us at info at thrive15.com, that's info at thrive15.com, and you give us a compelling enough reason, Clay and I, free of charge, we're going to gather up all the most awesome DJ apparatuses, we're going to come to your event, and we're going to DJ it for you, for the two of us. And then that way, I can then check it off my bucket list that I DJed an event with Clay Clark. And I think it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be gonna a lot of We're only going to do one. So write that letter, make it compelling, and... Uh, ooh. And then just say, you know, ooh, baby, baby, I want you to come and do my event. Because, mm, ooh, baby.
0: P- please have a party in October or November on a rooftop at the Mayo Hotel. Because the last one I did up there went very well. You know, my last two events I did for Dr. Joe Lai's 40th birthday party and for your daughter, Bridget, that was my final two. So yeah, please no, awesome. let me rendezvous at the Mayo Hotel rooftop. I love it up there in October, November. It's hot. Please, ah, please sock. have a party up there. Hot Email sock. us, info at thrive15.com. Now, here's the deal, Thrive Nation. We're talking about management, how to get stuff done. Because the thing is, it's so hard to start a business. It's so hard to make a product that people actually want to buy. But once you've started to make a product that people want to buy or a service they're willing to pay for, now you've got to manage people to you know, get them to do what you need to do. And Justin was asking, because he's got so many employees now with elephant in the room as it's bursting at the seams. He asked you, um, "How many people uh, who, who has access to you? You know, who, right, who should right. be able to?" And y- your response to that was, "What now?"
1: No more than about 10. I mean, you know, five, six, 7, 10, 12 is probably the limit. I know that we, when we do our in person workshops, when you get on thrive15.com and we business coach you up about these concepts, one of the patterns that we patterned off of was Lee Cockrell, who managed 40,000 40, people at Disney World. And he had no more than 12 people that had, uh, you know, could get to him or had direct contact with him. I remember talking, you know, reading about Steve Jobs and going with him going through the building. You know, if you weren't on that that little inner core list to get to him, he wouldn't even he wouldn't even look at you. He wouldn't even he <laughs> wouldn't even give you, he wouldn't even give you eye contact. He just walked by. You just go by. You know,
0: yeah, you and know. you know the thing about Steve Jobs is you might say, "Man, that sounds mean," but I want to uh, just give you a, a really really deep spiritual example, and then I'll give you a, okay. a non spiritual. So, Robert, you are uh, you studied theology at Oral
3: Roberts University, is this correct? Double major, actually. Major. Two, wow. two, what was going two, on? Two majors. Well, at the time, I was interested in ministry, and I was basically like, "Listen, if I'm going to commit my life to this stuff, I want to know everything I can know about this. If I'm going to commit my life to it."
0: Okay. And now, so how long did you study that at college? How many years did it take four, you to get to it? Four years. Four years. Okay. So here's the question: When when Jesus, uh, and by the way, I want to cue up a song for you real quick, just just oh, song to dedicate to you. Do you remember uh, you know, Stephen
3: Curtis Chapman, your favorite artist? Of course. I was in a movie with him. Really? I really was. R- what movie? It was called The Christmas Child. Really? Yeah. Well, uh,
0: in an awkward way, in an inappropriate way almost, I'm just going to play the entirety of this song Cinderella for you right now and just look <laughs> at you in the eye and you can know how sincere. Th- th-
3: thank you. Okay, I, now but I, I ask feel like is, we're having a moment.
0: Where did Where did Jesus go? for a while before he even knew it was over he says hey i know you know unfortunately this is a thing i have to do i've yep. got to die for humanity
3: right for all of humanity's sins where did he go the garden the garden of gethsemane
0: and did he say hey you 17 guys go with go with me i'm going to the garden No, how many people went with him
3: <laughs> uh his his uh, 11 disciples right because judas wasn't there okay so we got to get, get right with uh, the, the technical details so 11 of his disciples they went there that went there with him, and then he went off alone to, to pray. So wait, he went with his squad? With the 11 people, the only 11 who were committed to him. And then after that, he went off by himself? By himself. Okay. So now, Z, I want to ask you this, because
0: you have taught me this, and at first I thought I was weird, and then when you told me, I realized, you know what? I'm actually not weird. I, I actually don't have a psychological problem. But as I was starting to read more and more case studies about successful entrepreneurs, I discovered that most successful entrepreneurs spend at least an hour a day in solitude, which is a, a state of seclusion, isolation, lack of contact with people. And people, if you re, if you read it on uh, Webster. They'll say it's probably because you have bad relationships or you have a, a dislike for humans or you're a psychopath. <laughs> I mean, the word psychopath means you no longer care about people. That's, and I totally did reject those definitions. I think that anybody who is successful has to take about an hour a day of solitude to contrast where they are versus where they want to be. And that, I think, is unnerving to people, Z.
1: Well, it, it can be, but you need to do it. You need to kind of just reset your motors. You, you know, as an entrepreneur and as a busy entrepreneur, and you've got a lot of people depending on you and relying on you and looking towards you, you know, sometimes you just need to kind of reset the, you know, reset the bar in, in your mind. And and meditate and just kind of get your get your plan and and you you can't do that with people chirping in your ear. So being alone and alone time and solitude is is a and some people if you're an introvert then that's where you get your kind of your you know your source of energy anyway. But I'm kind of an extrovert. I still do it because it's important. And sometimes you just you need know, to just get chirped at so much throughout the day. This is sometimes kind of nice not to get chirped at. Yeah, when you wild.
3: do
0: your your solitude, when you do your daily planning, yeah, is this the music you play? Do you kind of—is it kind of that kind of up-tempo thing? I'm trying, I'm trying to think. Or do you cure up cute up kind of eerie music and you're kind of sitting around alone? You're like Z, why is it so dark in here? Why, Z, what why, j- why is there no other lighting? Why is there a fire? <laughs> or do you? I mean, what what is your move? I mean, do you when people walk in and they say, Z, what's going on? What are you doing in here? I mean, are you are you jamming out to some you know angelic choir music? I mean, what's kind of your mojo?
1: I'd be I'd be more like this. I'd be more like you know, hey, I got a candle going. Hmm. Got my little, my calendar out. I'm reading, I'm reading,
0: Do you really do this? Writing. Do you really do this? I mean, what does it look like? Where are you? What are you doing? Tell us now. I sit cross Tell us now. What are you
1: doing? I'm in, I'm in yeah. pajama pants and, People and a wife to... beater. You're wearing with, a onesie. With, with those socks that have the grips <laughs> on the bottom of them, because that's very important as you run through. A room to have grips on the bottom of your socks because yeah, you don't want to lose that traction. No, gosh, no Traction's Traction's good. No are you in a room with bad. twelve dudes listening
0: to Songbird? <laughs> I mean, what are you doing? I mean, tell me what are you doing?
1: No, I'm just hanging. I'm hanging out in my space, being cool and just being chill, and uh, you know, thinking about the day, thinking about problem solving in my brain. I mean, um, and, you know, what's what's going on that day? What's going on this week? What's going on this month? I'm um, Trying to think if I if I miss something if I need to catch something you know because that's always kind of a a challenge as you're do you know got construction projects and got projects going on you're kind of like oh wait a second have we called okay was it, so have how we many, called the internet yet for the, so the, the many, for the new place no but oh, real quick
0: man. you have right now you you have expanded you've doubled the size of your optometry clinic off of the the Harvard location right right and you have acquired a building right next to the the mall
1: yes yeah, so I'm going to do the same for Memorial here coming up
0: so you're going to double the size of your Memorial location correct. And you are in the process of are you renovating anything else that I know
1: of? Uh, yes, the build that new building that I bought uh, over there. The um, I, I renamed it the Zellner Center. i very. It's very. I know that's very original. Uh, right on Harvard. Very, uh, very original. Where right there. How did
0: come up with that name? I don't know. It's, it's, it's and different. and occasionally you're booking a ticket to go on a jet to see a concert that you like,
1: or yeah, or to go someplace other than Tulsa, Oklahoma.
0: Yeah, sure, why not? And you do all this in one week.
1: Well, yeah, well, of course, you know, I mean, I tell you what, the, the nice thing about having a successful business and businesses is that you get those time freedoms and money freedoms, but the thing about it is some people, though, get a successful business, and then they don't get the time freedom because they're not purposeful in getting it. Just like Justin was saying, they allow too many people to get to them. They allow too many people to have access and chirp in their ears and, and pull on them. I had a dinner last night with my son, my youngest. Bo? Yes, Bo. Oh right. The Bo Bo. The, the Bo. It's kind of our move. And uh, one night a week we get together and uh, have dinner and maybe watch a movie and hang just hang out, you know. But uh, anyway he's telling me he said, Dad, I, I did something over the last couple of weeks that has changed my life. Listen
0: to an Massive amount of of cover versions of of, of of the Taylor Swift album. No,
1: he read your book backwards and found out a lot of things about you. No, oh wow! Well, wow. Well. Uh, Sorry. No. Then. What he said was, he said, "Hey, listen. All there's been a lot of people in my life that have had access to me to complain, to have drama, for me to solve their problems." And he said, "I've been doing it, and it's just it's just life sucking." And it goes the last couple of weeks, I have just been determined, and I have been very proactive in saying no. I'm not gonna have that conversation, that's not about me, that's not about my business I've got going on right now, that's not about what my daily you know, workflow is for today, that's, I don't have to solve your problem, do not bring that into my life. And that's a very powerful statement, and that's part of, that's kind of what Justin was getting at with this question is, is that who has access to you? then how does that look? And so when someone does get to you and they're not supposed to, then you have to, you can't just sit there and go, oh, you got to me, so I gotta listen. Okay. Yeah, we'll do lunch next I'm gonna week. I'm going to dedicate sure. a song to uh, you here, called "No, No, No." My no. Destiny Child. Ooh, No, No. Remember this? No, 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 no,
0: No, No, No. Okay. Now I want to ask you this because when we come back, I want you to explain to me how you artfully say no to people. Because here's here is here is the deal. Okay, I've discovered there's many people I know who make a ton of money. Robert, you've coached with clients who make a ton of money. Yep. And they have people in their life, family or friends or business people who suck the joy out of them. They're having an awesome day. I mean, they're coming home and they're like, oh, man, today was awesome. And there he is, Uncle Billy, just complaining <laughs> about life, griping about the world. They're doing great. They've got Negative Nancy in the office. They've got Crazy Carl in the office just complaining. How do you artfully cut somebody out like a cut cutco knife? How do you do it? Because artfully, man, I I mean, we we could all unskillfully do this, but I want to know the specifics,
1: the moves, how do you do it? How do you tell people no? How do you cut people out, Zeke? Well, over the years, I've developed several different techniques, and some of them are more successful than others, but I've I've ended on one that is just so beautiful and so wonderful and i just i just i love it And when we get back I'm going to I'm going to share it with you because all oh, the others kind of worked but they're always kind of kind of sloppy this one is oh fail oh fail proof drivers i'm so excited i'm practically crying stay tuned
0: at you might want to sing it note for note.
10: Don't worry. My name is Sean Lohman and I'm from here in Tulsa, actually Owasso. I own a residential redevelopment company, so I buy properties and then I fix them up and then I sell them for a profit. Well, Thrive is very non-industry specific, so when we come here, there's business owners from all different aspects of business. You know, they're doing all different industries and he's teaching us how to look at it from that angle because he's, he owns nine businesses. Clay Clark owns nine businesses, so he's, he knows what's in common with all of them. So he's teaching these big principles, things like just the backbone of how a sales conversation should look or specifically what your, your marketing campaign needs to look like in order to make it be sustainable. Um, those are some of the biggest things that I'm going to take away and implement immediately. It's, uh, it's an intimate environment. You know, there's less than less than 30 people here, business owners. So you get a chance to ask questions, and it's just really informative and um, inspiring. Oh, this place is cool. There's a lot going on in here. There's a lot to look at. Um, there's a lot of uh, inspiring and motivational things on the walls, and lots of accomplishments, and just uh, a very cool yet productive atmosphere. I'm coming in here yesterday, and you know, we're there's a sales team in here. It was Friday, so you know, they're they're ringing appointment bells and hitting gongs when they're making sales, and it's just a really um, motivating environment to be in to see you know, how this how business is done, basically. Clay's presentation style is really great. This is kind of a no BS, very direct sort of style, but he'll also get you know, non-specific with, with what he's teaching and then he'll get very specific and he'll use stories throughout the process to really help it connect to you and, and make it implementable. Consistently, he is he's offered an opportunity to ask questions at the end of each workshop, and so that's really where you know the learning takes place is asking those questions and, and getting those direct answers so that we can you know take those action items away from that. Uh, I don't see enough questions being asked, and sometimes that's just natural. Um, but if people are missing out on the opportunity to ask questions, they're missing out on the opportunity to learn. And so, if there's anything that's going to stop you from learning and growing, it's you. If you're here, you're going to learn and grow as long as you're motivated to do that. And these other seminars that I've, I went to six actually in the last year. So, uh, of these six, uh, at, at every single opportunity, you know, at the end, they're all, there's always a back of the room thing. Hey, you can spend a little money here and get this or that or this. And although those things are helpful, that's not always necessarily the best feeling we want to get. So he wants us all to know, and he's very clear about the fact that he's not trying to upsell us anything. His motivations are different. He's not trying to sell us. He's trying to help us. He's trying to mentor us. And he's very open about it. So I'd say it's, it's awesome. That aspect of it's awesome. We need more people who are motivated in this world. We need more people who are willing to become entrepreneurs, who are willing to create jobs. We need more of that. There's not enough of it. So that's, the, to me, the message. That's the, the goal, is mentor a million people Is this company's idea. And it's a beautiful idea, and I'm behind it 100%. So I want to contribute in any way I can as I move forward. This is just awesome. All right,
0: Thrive Nation. I am so excited to be here with you today because I know that for a couple of you there's a couple people out there right now that you need to hear what dr z is about ready to share you you are somebody who has built a business that has 10 employees or more i mean you've got 10 people and for so long your goal was just to financially make it and now you're making it And now you're kind of the team. You just want everyone to row in the same direction. But the moment you start to get any momentum at all, you have a left, front left rower who stops rowing. And so your boat starts to go in a circle. You're kind of... Tilting a little bit to the left, you're turning to the left. And then the person on the right says, well, why isn't Billy rowing? And Billy says, I'll row when I want to row, Susan. And now you're really going to the left, and so Susan's paddling faster. Billy's not paddling at all. Then Carl says, well, if Susan and Billy aren't paddling, and then all of a sudden you're in a circle, you're going around and around in a circle, and it's the first time we've ever had water in the Arkansas River consistently. And you're like, this isn't how the float trip was supposed to go. The we, we, reason why we bought this float trip together was because we finally hit our financial goals, and now I'm not happy. And now you're going, gosh, if I'm ever going to achieve financial success, I guess I'm just going to have to be mad all the time because I can't even take my team on a float trip down the beautifully smelling Arkansas River. Z, there's somebody out there who is um, struggling with this concept of, of managing people. And so they've listened to the previous segment and they've heard you say you have to have 10 people or less who have access to you. And so they're, they're implementing that part. yep. yep. But now they're going, okay, on this raft trip, I had 10 people on the boat, and three of which I really never want to speak to again. I mean, there are really some (laughs) negative people. Wow, I wish I would not have gone on that trip. (laughs) How do you artfully cut people out like a good cutco knife
1: without without
0: it being a bomb of explosion of emotions?
1: Well, for those of you listening to the podcast from anywhere around the world, and you may not be familiar with uh, the United States of America, We come from a state called Oklahoma and the city of Tulsa, which is a very uh, friendly area of the country. Absolutely. You go to to New York, go to L.A., and you're like, why are these people so rude? Why are these, you know? It's just they default. And so here we just always default to being. Move your car, I swear. Why won't you move your car? We're just trying
0: to go to a Patriots game. You've been there for two seconds. Come on, move the car.
1: Move the car. So here we're very polite, and we're taught to be polite, and it's mm. a very charming thing, very southern kind of, kind of more on the southern side of things, you know, very, very polite, very, very polite, very polite. And so, a lot of times, I have found that entrepreneurs that come from this background have a hard time in saying no, and so what they do is they de- have all these little games they play, and I used to play them too. Of you know, I'll think about that. Well, that's that's a good one. Uh, let me get back to you on that. That smells terrific,
10: Barry. Wow, that uh, <laughs> wow.
1: You know, I think I might have time for that. Let's Let circle me, back. I'll see let's, yeah, let's get back together we on that. We should get together after church. One well, of these days, know, we should
0: do yes. it. Yes. Well, one of these days. I want to see you at home fellowship. I do want to see you. I do. And
1: really, what they're saying inside is, I have no desire to do that, and I'm not going <laughs> to do that. And what I'm going to do is, I'm just going to be nice. What, what I think is being nice, and all you're doing is giving them false hope. All you're doing is wasting their time, which in turn wastes your time, because now all of a sudden, the guy's, you know, you know, Dialing you every day, going. Uh, you remember you said you wanted to get back on that. I was just checking in on that because you know it's been out uh, three um, days and you haven't said anything Zee, else in terms calling you. so know, just let me know. am okay,
0: over. Click. I'm over here at Home Fellowship, and I noticed that since you're physically not here. I noticed that you were going to, maybe you we're going to be here, and I just wanted to
1: follow up. Just yeah, leave it. Are you okay? Because, you know, we, we talked about getting back together and circling back around on this, and you were going to give some thought. Have you ever thought yet? I your seats. I haven't seen have you. you given thought? Are you going to be here? <laughs> well, what happens then, it's just an absolute waste of their time and your time, and then you have that awkwardness of them trying to run you down, email, text, you know, wolfing you. you know, They're wolfing you, wolfing you, baby. They're wolfing you, baby. They are on it. And, and it's just, it's it, what it is, it's really being mean. So you need to be a powerful person and you just say, listen, if if someone when someone now tells me something, hey, do you want to fill in the blank? And if I don't, I look at them and say, No. And they look at me and I smile. That's the key. You smile at them and go, I have no desire to do that. Thank you for asking, though, but that's not gonna happen. Time out, time Next. out, time out,
0: time Bo- out, time out.
1: Oh, baby, I like it, I like boy. it. Yeah, oh, baby,
0: I like it, All right, here we go. Oh, baby, I like it. Oh, I like shimmy, boy. shimmy, yam, shimmy, yam, yeah, shimmy ya. Doctor Z, well, let me hear you one more time. So you're saying if so, if someone well, let me just tee up these scenarios, I'm going to ask it you, Justin to ask him anything. Robert will ask you anything. These are things that people have asked me in the last seven days. We're going to okay, go around the it. horn. It's going right. hot potato. Here yeah, we yeah. go. Hot potato. Here we go. Um, I wanted to get together after church. I want I want to get together with you. I would love to get together. I'd love to get together
1: with you. When can we do that? <laughs> well, okay. Here again, uh, who are you in my life? I mean, I'm somebody you like who's
0: definitely brothers. on the no list. Who's definitely like a former person you had to fire for various ethical re- grievances? This happened to me at a house of worship. Someone who I have fired, yeah. I literally go into the men's restroom, and this person who I fired, Justin, you ran into a guy who I fired, who couldn't understand why I won't return his calls, and he filed against un- he filed against the, the, the state of Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. He filed unemployment against me for racial discrimination. And it, I didn't racially discriminate, and then the case got dismissed. But he claimed I did, and he runs into Justin. And he's like, "I don't know why you won't return my calls."
1: <laughs> yeah, exa- exactly. Well, when that person asks if they can get together, you look at them and say, "No, I have no desire to do that, and that's not going to happen." Have a nice day. You good just scene. say that way. Yeah, you oh, smile. So good. You smile, and you're yeah. not you're not upset. You're not you know you're not trying to whatever. You're not trying to hurt their feelings, but you're being you're being a powerful person in the sense that you're telling them that you're not that you have, you don't want to do it, and you're not going to do it. You are in control of your day. You're in control of who you hang out with. You're you're in control of that. And so as much as you can be, that's why we work so hard as entrepreneurs. That's why we're out there business coaching you so that you can then all of a sudden go, I've got my day, I've got my time freedom. And shame on you if you give that up and let other people, you know, pirate it. Let other people, you know, take control of it. Let other people dictate what you do for the day. And especially with something you want to do. That's the worst thing in the world. If you're sitting there in a meeting or you're sitting there doing something, you're going, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. I don't. Why am I doing Why did I say I yes? I don't want to be here. I don't want I don't to do it. I don't want to be here. Be. I, had a, I had a friend of mine who uh, doesn't have much means. And so, in order to get a weekend trip to a uh, vacation destination, he had to give them an hour and a half of his time to be sold a condo. Yeah, timeshare time sure yeah that's it's a hot that's, it's a hot move that's the move he doesn't have he doesn't have that financial freedom so now all of a sudden he has to give up some of his time i've been
0: there that was a beautiful time <laughs> <in my life. laughs>
1: and so i told him i said well, what are you going to be your moves to get out of it and he's like i don't know i'm, I'm pretty good projectile vomiting i said okay that's, a check. <laughs> that's that that could that could be a move i said what what you know what else he goes well i thought about just feigning that i don't know english very well i go well that that's Pretty good too, but they might have, you know, whatever language you go to, it might be even more awkward if they give you the whole presentation in Spanish or something, you know.
0: <laughs> I had a, a person who's a better person than me who found out that about 15 years ago, I really, really did some crazy moves to get out of jury duty. And he's educated me, it's my civic duty. And I need, and oh, I, yeah. and I agree, I need to get my life together. And, and I've yeah. hence, henceforth, I've been fine. But I used to have some some passive-aggressive moves to get out of that move. And so, Justin, I want to ask you, though, all jury duty aside, I mean, if you, what's something that someone's asked you this week or maybe the last month where you – maybe a scenario you could tee it up for Z of how he, how he would respond to that kind of request? Uh, so
2: some of the requests I've had? Yeah. Maybe, th- maybe how Z would handle it. Um, yeah, yeah. So I think that's great, that's great advice. Because um, – so one of my things my employees is I, I want them to enjoy – their work I want them to come to work and enjoy that place right yep. but work isn't always enjoyable right so some days we feel um a little eager to get up more than others but uh so my employees as i walk in a lot of times it's hey you got a second here you got a minute here hey um, you got a minute hey i made this cool drawing can we hang this up this painting in your shop that was in the recent ones.
0: Okay, so we got a drawing. Do you have a minute? These are really good, real examples. Some ideas, yeah. I've got some ideas. Maybe we want to put this painting up in the office. I've made it myself. Or could we meet? Got a minute. Z, I'm so excited to hear you tactfully teach us the art of saying no. Management, stay tuned.
5: My name is Tyler Schultz with Witness Security from here in Tulsa. Well, I actually started listening to uh, Thrive on the radio, 1170, and uh, then I got my dad into uh, listening to the show. And then it actually turned into Clay gave us a call and uh, we started actually working with Clay on a weekly basis. He's helped us drastically when it comes to the SEO getting us a little bit higher in different markets. Uh, We then, he offered the conference and just learned a lot when it comes to the sales and um, the employee side of things. It's gonna help our business drastically. Oh, very uh, intuitive, just uh, pulling you in to break down each part of your business. Uh, The interview process, the employee process. Uh, If employees not working out, you let them go. It's a drastic experience. You just have to come and check it out. I mean, there's so many things that they can help you with. Clay's a funny guy. Uh, He just wants to get into each and every uh, person's business and help you out. I know I've asked a couple of questions and he's uh, broken down that question and answered it uh, in several different ways. There, There's so many different things. The SEO, uh, first and foremost, he will help you get the, the more business coming in, and then once that is coming in, then he uh, helps you with the employee process of, uh, do I need to hire more people? Do I need, what, what do I need to put in place? And he gets you there. You hear of all the other different type conferences, and I, I myself have never been to one, but uh, the walking on coals and all that stuff, that just seems like a bunch of hype that isn't really needed. And I know of several people that have gone to those type conferences, and yet they haven't, because there's no action, actionable deals, you really don't have any moving forward steps. It's just hype, and it's not needed. Well, just the cost in in of itself versus $6,000 for one conference and no actionable steps versus $1,500 and there is actionable steps. Uh, You can't beat it.
0: All right, Thrive Nation, welcome back into the conversation. It is the Thrive Time Show on your radio. My name is Clay Clark. I'm the former USSBA Entrepreneur of the Year, sent here on a mission to mentor millions of diligent doers. If you are a doer, if you are somebody who wants to know what to do, and you want to actually do it, if you're someone who's going to do, all you want to know is what do I need to do, and you will do it, then this is the show for you. If you're somebody who says, I just like to learn things and collect random data and get some ideas that I might want to pontificate on after I watch all the TED Talks and maybe go back to school to get my MBA after I've already had an MBA and maybe go back for my master's. Who knows? This is not the show for you. It's Business School Without the BS. We're talking today about management, execution, how to get stuff done. And we're now to this level where Dr. Z said, hey, once you've created copious amounts of cash... You've got to create some time freedom. And so we're teeing up some scenarios of where employees or people or teammates will ask you a question. And Z is telling us, he's teaching us tactful ways to say no. Now, you, Z, you said you should have only 10 people who have
1: access to you. If that many. Maybe, if that many. Maybe a dozen at the most. I mean, Lee Cockrell had a dozen. And he, had, he managed 40,000 people. So 40,000. It's doable. And the thing about it is then you, you have a hierarchy and you have your org chart and then you follow through with that. You know, why do it if you're not going to follow it, right?
0: Here we go. So, Justin, you teed up, Justin, the founder of Elephant in the Room, you teed up a question that you get often and a question you've had
2: recently. Can you tee it up again for the Thrivers? So, it it always starts as I'm walking through one of my shops. Hey, you got a second? Can I bounce an idea idea off you? I've got this great idea. You know what we should do? You know what you should do? You know, and and, and so then I'm like... That's where it
1: starts, Z. You got a minute. What do you say? You pull out your phone, act like you're on a call, and just run. Hey, give me somebody <laughs> while I'm waiting. <laughs> you look at him and you give him that thing. Go wait. Oh, 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 Billy. Oh yeah. The the pipe is that broke a move? Is that a move? Yeah, that's that's a move. The that's, pipe broke. That's move. the other the other move is that you. What you do is you're preemptive, like Steve Jobs. And I know it sounds mean, but you know you just you've, you're purposeful. You got stuff to do. You you don't have time to sit there and hobnob. You, know, you Unless you want to hobnob. I mean, it could be a day you go, today's planning is to hobnob. So I am going to... Have a heartfelt conversation
0: with every human. Randomly walk
1: around the mall making inappropriate eye contact with people. Hopefully that they will get me into a lengthy discussion Hello, on things and random things. I Hopefully noticed political hard. things.
0: I noticed your eyes about an hour things ago. Things that don't matter. I like talk about religion for 400. Boop, boop. And politics
1: for 300. So, boop, boop, One of the moves, Justin, is to do the Steve Jobs move where he would just be purposeful and walk. He wouldn't give him. He wouldn't give him the opening. You know, you know, you feel the op- you know the opening's coming. I mean, you know it. You make the eye contact. You give them <laughs> a little smile, and the nod, like, hey, how you doing? You know, kind of that that invitation. And then they, you know, will just zero right in like a like a tracked like, like a photon torpedo. And then they're on you. And then then now you've got to deal with it. So one of the moves is be preemptive. In other words, don't give them the opening. Right. Another one is if it's really a problem, seriously, you pull out your phone, act like you're talking on the phone, walk through. no one will interrupt you while you're on the phone.
2: Sunglasses inside, I tried that. that, that yeah, 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 well,
1: sunglasses inside, now, you know.
2: Now,
0: Z, I want to ask you this. I want to ask you this because you've grown companies with hundreds of employees and I want to I wanna ask Tim the same question. I'm going to start with Tim Redmond first. Tim Redmond's grown a company from two people to 450 people. He's a legendary business coach. So, Tim, I'm going to start with you. When you build an organization, And you started off with a team where everyone had access to you. What is the process of cutting off the access or limiting the access? What is the process? I mean, what's the moves where you start to say, I know I used to talk to all 40 of you, but now I need to talk to 10 of you because I'm going crazy. I mean, what would be your recommended process? Then I want to get Z's feedback on this. Well,
9: I, I like what Z said there is when you set up an org chart, follow it and so we would have morning meetings that everybody gathered together and we would talk about roles and responsibilities who was over what and that's who you talk to so I had seven managers uh, below me and uh, they would they would uh, you know, take care of most of the stuff now I would pick times and everybody would know it about mid-afternoon that I would walk through the hallway of 230 employees and uh, through all the call centers, the different aspects there. And people would have access to me, but I had to determine when I came and when I left.
1: So you, you scheduled your hobnobbing? I scheduled how a you hobnob. How are,
9: you, how are you doing? How are you doing? How
1: are how's, you doing? How's, how's, that, how's that going? Z, I'm going to cue this but you up. But pur- you were purposeful and people knew and you were okay with it. And you said, I'm going to do this and you did it. So that's I'm good. Gonna
0: I'm going to cue this up for you, Z. Here's okay. a little musical okay. tribute to you. Here we go. Okay. You used to call me on my... <laughs> here we go, Thrivers. Get ready. This song goes out to Z from Drake, directly to you, Z. Oh, that's Reigniting your DJ that's career. Sweet. Here we go.
6: That's sweet.
4: You used to call me on my cell phone. Okay, so uh, here yeah. it goes. There are
0: people that will just consistently call on the cell phone they will text they will email they will facebook they will just keep reaching out to you so i want to know how do you z set up your digital boundaries what do you do to keep your brain from exploding well first of all
1: i never answer a phone that i don't have it already programmed into my phone
0: i've seen this happen and
1: then and then i also know that some people call you and i and i and i seriously say to myself do i have 30 minutes right now to talk to this person because it won't be quick you know and then a lot of times if i answer and if i'm not sure if i have the time for them i'll, I'll answer and say is this a..." Uh, Is this an emergency or is this something very urgent? No, it's just I need to, okay, well then I'll call you back or we'll talk later okay So that's one thing you don't get hijacked you know by someone calling you from some number and then you get on the phone and you're like oh oh hey um, Robert you know, hello I- this is your
0: Aunt Flo from calling from Charleston it's so good I changed my number and wouldn't you know it Robert it's crazy but you're just like you're trying to avoid me what's going on did you receive the animal I mailed you <laughs> you need to feed it
1: yes thank you Aunt Flo I really appreciate that
0: I mailed you a tree I never got a response i ma- <laughs>
1: <laughs> Unbelievable. Well, you set that boundary up, and then what happens is people leave a message. They don't leave a message. I mean, I, I remember back in the day that, you know, you accidentally hit the wrong number, and all of a sudden, I mean, people are so, they're so controlled by their phones. I mean, I'd get a call back. I wouldn't leave them. You, know, you 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 dial on a number and you're like, oh, that's the wrong number, and you hang up, and then you you know, dial the right number, and then you call and talk to whoever you need to talk to, and all of a sudden you get a call back from that wrong number. Uh, yeah, man, I saw where I missed a call from here. Uh, what? Well, well, uh, you don't look. I'm like, are you that desperate to talk on the phone that you're calling back people? <laughs> Tim, I have a that confession. Would not leave you a message? I mean, I really? A,
0: I have a confession for you out there, Thrivers, and uh, I can't give away the number on the air, but one of my good friends, his name is Jonathan Barnett. And when I switch phone carriers, you know, they they transfer over phones, and somehow his number got put in one digit off. And I have his real number in my phone, but there's one number which just one number off. And so I would text this guy Z, and I said, "Hey John, what time are we <laughs> picking you up at the airport?" Oh, no. And the guy would respond, "I'm not John, but I and I don't need to be picked up at the airport." And he's just so right rate that someone texted him. So I respond, listen, John, if you keep talking to your friends that way, it's over. And he goes, it is over because I don't know you. So that I'm, And I'm just laughing because my wife's like, what are you doing? And I write back, and no, I'm not kidding. If you don't tell Le- Leroy to bring that peanut butter, it's going to get crazy. And he's like, what are you talking about? And so I'm like... I will tell you, after what you did to your father, it's lucky it's not. you're lucky it's not in the news already. And this is this whole thing. And he's just getting crazy. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. he cannot stop responding. And it's just funny because I, I was just telling my wife, I'm like, there's certain people that this is... They, they cannot handle. They couldn't block me. He can't say no. He just... And he has to respond every time. So, I'll send off. So, even now, if I'm looking for a good time, I'll let you do it sometime. If you text this guy, okay. it's just awesome. It's like an immediate <laughs> party.
1: I'll text him and call him John too say, hey, John, what's going on?
6: <laughs> I'm not
0: John. It's awesome. I ask him about funeral planning, <laughs> wedding planning. I ask him about birthdays. I ask him what we're going to do for dates and stuff. And he's just like, Who are you? At this point, he thinks that I'm a very confused homosexual man who wants to take him on a date. And his name is John. So oh, that's, no. kind of my No, I'm not kidding. It's just, it's a great time. And uh, Thrivers, at some point, if you come to an in person workshop, I'll give you the information. But when we come back, we're going to learn even more. We're going to dive down even deeper into effective is management is How has Tim Redmond grown a company from two people to 450 people there are certain boundaries he's had to set up we're gonna learn everything we've ever need to know about management when we come back drivetimeshow.com
8: Com. this is my wife Jensen uh, Watts we have she has a photography business that we're trying to get um, up and growing so I you know listen to talk radio I drive a lot for work. Um, and you know, got tired of listening to radio all the time, and I can't plug my phone into my truck, it's, it's too old. Um, and so, you know, one day the Thrive show was just in place of the talk show I normally listen to, um, and it was, you know, definitely more entertaining than most radio shows. Um, and so, that's you know, it took about a week or two before I actually looked more into it. I think it's. Wonderful! It's it's been great. It's a great environment. Um, I love the feel in here, and I really love how you know entertaining uh, Clay can be as well. Um, yeah,
12: I am so grateful to be here, and um, I've loved just learning everything. I'm ta- I'm learning a lot about branding and how to market my business because that's kind of where um, I've had a hard time is. I can take pictures, I'm good at it, I have my prices and everything, but it's hard to get the clientele. So, learning about the marketing has really helped me and I can't wait to implement it into my own business after this because it's been so great, we're so grateful to be here. I think I can go home and, like, I have it written out, the the steps that I need to take and and everything. It's very practical.
8: Yeah, a big thing that's that's helped me, um, you know, even without business stuff is just you know, a, a mental attitude aspect they have that I can apply to my current job and current life.
12: I love it. Yeah. I am laughing a lot of the time and it's so entertaining and I, I just love being here, it's awesome.
8: Yeah. I, I really like the smaller class group um, so it is more of an interaction even if it isn't you know, a constant raise my hand, here's the question, here's the answer. Um, it's just that kind of fill, Just, just a small, yeah. small.
12: They haven't tried to upsell us anything. It has all just been very knowledgeable, and they are just teaching you how to grow your business. So,
8: yeah. Clay has been very giving with his his time, um, his knowledge, his talents. Um, you know, at work, you know what? When I was telling people about this, I like, I hope you're not joining some get rich scheme, yeah. like <laughs> you know. Even if it is, he's not going to charge me for it. So, yeah, okay, I'd recommend it. Um, I mean, I would even love to come again.
0: All right, welcome back to the Thrive Time Show. For any of the Russians who are located 30 miles off the coast of Maine, so you can tune into the sensational program. One, I appreciate you guys for tuning in. Uh, two, you need to talk to Mr. Putin, tell him to cal- calm down a little bit. You need to have him put on a shirt next time he ride, rides a bear, Z. It's kind of offensive when the leader of your country is riding a bear without a shirt. That's just something that I find to be offensive. Z, do you see that to be a problem as well? No, I don't see that to be offensive at all, actually, to be very honest with you. <laughs> you I, like th- it when think, a
1: world leader is shirtless on a bear? I, yes, I think that's an appropriate uh, way to spend an afternoon. He had free time. <laughs> he obviously has some time freedom there, and if he wants to... You know, first of all, ride a, uh, you know, 1,100-pound 1, Kodiak grizzly bear. I mean, I th- he can, and we want to do it shirtless. So you're on can. the record as encouraging nudity from dictators. No, now, was it wasn't nerdi- n- n- nerdity. Was Nerd. it, n- it was nudity. It was just he didn't have a shirt on. I'm sorry. I, a hot I, summer day, and he's riding a bear. I mean, you know. He listen, can-
0: this isn't a political show, but my job is to stew up scandal and to try to get Tulsa talking by saying offensive statements and then speaking in headlines and generalities, and I almost baited you into an epic battle with Putin. Well, you almost did, but
1: I didn't take the bait. Okay. Did I now?
0: All right, now so we're talking <laughs> today about management and how to scale up your business. How to because if you can't, once you learn to sell something, oh man, you have won the game of life. Now you got to move on to the next level. Boop, boop, boop. Now you got to manage people. You got to con- you gotta convince people to get stuff done. And so John D. Rockefeller, the world's wealthiest man, says this: the ability to deal with people is a is as purchasable a commodity as sugar or coffee, and I will pay more for that ability than any other under the sun. That's John D. Rockefeller. So Tim Redmond, you've grown a company from two people to 450 people. Now you're building a business coaching empire. I want to ask you, my friend, where do people get it wrong? Where do you see small business owners, big business owners, where do you see them get it wrong with
9: management? I've seen this at all levels, Clay. It's such a great question here. Whether you're owning a business or you're managing 50 people or three people. One of the biggest problems I see is that managers, see in every transaction there's a buyer and a seller. And the managers end up buying the story from the people they're supposed to lead. They end up following instead of leading. And so their attitudes or they, what, what the workers say can be done or not done and how many calls they can make or what production can be done. The managers just buy into that, rather than being the inspiration and leading them and and setting new standards for them. They end up they end up following the people that they're looking for a leader.
0: Now, Justin, you see this in the call center, I'm sure, at elephant in the room, and you also see it with the haircuts. You know, right now, we realize that the people of Tulsa are thousands of members. They want to have an accurate haircut, and they want to get it done within about a half hour. You know, they want an accurate cut, a quality cut, but they also want to get it done. They don't want to be there for four hours. You know, they want to get it done in about a half hour. And when we first started, we would let stylists, you know, this is five years ago. We let stylists, you know, just kind of choose how long a haircut should take. And now you have a regimented system. And we found that quality and quantity are not enemies. You can be efficient and you can get it done with a high quality. Can I ask you, my friend, um, how have you learned to hold people accountable to set metrics and numbers? What are some tips you might have for the Tulsans out there?
2: Yeah, so um, like Tim said, when creating a structure as far as um, how long a haircut should take, a shampoo, it's not a discussion of, Try to make this time. It's this is what you'll do. And then what are we going to do to get you there? You know, and you coach them, encourage them along, but it's not open discussion. So just like um, hitting our, our, our call numbers, our quotas, because it's all, if I'm if I'm closing 10% of my people and I want to um, book 110 uh, people today, i got to make 100 calls, you know? And so it's just hitting those numbers and finding out a lot of people will set their own personal bar pretty low, you know, and um, it's just encouraging, motivating them. And most people have at least 20% growth in them and, and, and more fight and, and to uh, succeed. And if it's a haircut or if it's a call, to hit those numbers. Justin, I've seen Justin push
0: people to perform at their peak. And, and Robert, that's what you do as a business coach. You help business owners perform at their peak. What questions do you have for Z about management? Because, again, this is the wizard of management. We have the Zohan inside the box that rocks. You're coaching with real business owners. From coast to coast, from New York to the Midwest to the left Coast. I mean, what are what
3: are some management breakdown questions that you have for Z? So I'm glad uh, that that Justin just brought this issue up of, of not creating an open discussion because something that I consistently happen. So so uh, so you have a business, right? You have okay. a business owner. All right, I've got a business. And the the business owner has an employee. It's a really nice employee. Okay. The, the, he's a good guy. All right. The, the employee's a good guy. Uh, but he just consistently can't get stuff done. There, there's metrics that are set for him. And, that and, sounds
9: and, like a bad boy to me. And,
3: and, and, he, and he can't make the, the mark, but he's a really nice guy, right? And, and so you don't want to hurt his feelings. But, but how do you have that, that conversation where you have a nice guy, right, uh, but, but they just can't quite get it done? What, what do you actually say to them?
1: Well, if they're, if they're one of the people that are directly underneath you, I mean, here's, here's the move and this is the, <clears throat> you asked and Tim answered it, the number one mistake you see in management and my, the number one mistake that I have seen over and over and over and over in businesses is, is that guys don't follow their org chart. In other words, I'm having, as the owner, I'm having that discussion with someone who has a supervisor and my favorite move is to actually go up to the manager or the supervisor and say, listen, if you, I'm not going to hold that person responsible right over there for not doing their job, I'm holding you responsible. And if you can't get it done, you're the one I'm, if you can't get this thing fixed, you're the one I'm going to fire because you're directly underneath me. You following me? So you're holding them responsible for fixing or getting rid of that person and you're not having to do that. That's not, that's not your job as the owner of the business. Unless of course that person's underneath you, then you need to do it. So my managers know that they have the, they have the, I've given them certain freedoms for them to hire and fire. And that if there's a problem with someone that's down the org chart, the organization chart, so you know, you have the owner, and then maybe you have a couple three managers, and then they have supervisors, and then you have the people below them, right? So you follow me with what I mean by an org chart. If someone on the on the bottom couple levels that aren't doing their job, I'm not gonna lose my mind over that. I'm not gonna just go crazy and yell at that person, or not yell at them, but try to coach them up and try to, hey, did that? No, no, I'm gonna go to their supervisor. I'm gonna go to the boss and say, Listen, here's what I saw. I don't want to ever see that again. And If I do, I'm gonna fire you. So fix it
0: now tim how do you how do you do that without feeling bad i mean how do you execute you know because you've done this in management effectively z's done this effectively for someone who's listening saying but i feel bad how do you do it without feeling bad or do you feel bad
9: do you just ingest the badness well i i haven't really felt that bad myself robert how about you has that been uh no, and no, it sh- hasn't. <laughs> in fact,
1: and in fact, the other Robert, we uh, yeah. they call me Z. Him Robert, Z, and Z, and forth and forth and Z. So we have two Roberts in the box right now. But in, in, in answer to your question, the way the manager would do that is to sit down and give give a firm understanding of Do you do you know what you're hired to do here? Do you know what I'm paying you to do? Do you know? Do you know that? And then, and then from there you say, okay, well, why aren't we getting it done? We need to get it done or, or I'm gonna let you go. And then realize that now, you have a, now you've drawn a line in the sand and unlike some people in the world, you know, that said, if you do this, I'll do that. And then you just keep drawing, the redoing the, the line again. You know, you have to have your managers be firm in that and, and replace them. But ultimately, I don't care how nice a person is, And Tim, you can agree with this or not, but I don't care how nice a person is. If they can't do the job You're paying them the money to do, you're the fool for keeping them around. That's
9: that's exactly right. See, that's that's exactly right. The the idea here is you can't buy into an emotional response and allow that to control the situation. When you're bringing correction, you keep it focused on the issue and not some emotional thing that's going to sidewind you and pull you into their garbage here. They need a leader they need firmness it doesn't mean you have to be mean but they need firmness and stay on the facts and on the expectations of what you expect of them and it goes a lot smoother and you don't feel so bad in the process if you keep focused on that
0: see I've got live audio from you following up with one of your
9: managers oh wow intense. tent Beta,
5: this is an unexpected
1: pleasure We're honored <laughs> by your presence you may with the come on you I remember,
9: remember that, that
1: Z I assure you, Lord Vader, my men are working as fast as they can. Perhaps I can find new ways to motivate them. I tell you, this station will be operational as planned. The Emperor does not share your optimistic appraisal of the situation. But he asks the impossible. I need more men. Then perhaps you can tell him when he arrives.
0: See, Darth Vader's boss was the Emperor. And, and, and Darth Vader was kind of a bad dude. But the Emperor was a really bad dude. Really so bad the Emperor's dude. putting pressure on Darth. And Darth is putting pressure on this random guy who's probably going to be killed by the Force here soon if he doesn't get his stuff done. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's what's going on right there. That's some infective management here. Well, we're
1: not talking about killing anybody with forces. No, but we are would, talking no. about it can <laughs> kill your business if you're not being... if you're, Management, in the management styles, and not going through your organization and allowing people to jump managers jump supervisors get to you and talk to you change your mindset about it it's very destructive in a a business tim if you let somebody get to you and and you know you have 450 people and like you said what seven managers that right to you some of the people below them excuse me guys some of the people below them would get to you and it'd be a problem right
9: oh yeah yeah now i would purposely pick out people two levels down that I would spend time with, but you have to stay with your chart and have them respect that.
0: Now, here's the deal, Thrive Nation. If you want to learn more about this conversation, maybe you missed a segment, go to thrivetimeshow.com and check out the podcast. If you want to sign up for the world's best business school, go to thrivetimeshow.com or thrive15.com. It's a dollar for the first month. If you're looking for the world's best one-on-one business coaching experience, Go to Thrivetimeshow.com. And if you want to get out to an in-person workshop, and I know you do, go to Thrivetimeshow.com and book your tickets. And as always, we love to end this thing with a big bang. Oh, we
1: always like to do the big bang. Three, Three, two, two, one.
0: One. Boom. Boom!